Amen. Reverend George is a good friend. He's a good man of God. And uh, yeah. Hallelujah. Like he said, we go way back. I've known him many, many, many years. And I think he shared a lot with us already. So I don't want to go over all that. But I'm glad. Um, Reverend Dibodi's uh, brother, Kofi, was a very good friend. So I used to go to their house. And when the dad met me the first time, he just liked me. He said, you look like my children. So that's it. I just like you. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been friends for many years. Um, Kofi Amekuji and myself, I think since 1988, 87, I think. Or even before that, must be about 84, thereabouts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that the Lord has really brought us far. He was doing something then, we didn't know. And today we see what God is doing all over the place. And we are really, really, really excited and happy for what God is doing. Especially to see many young people serving the Lord. It's beautiful. Beautiful. We're going to be on fire for Jesus. I said we will be on fire for Jesus. Hallelujah. So I want to salute all in the house. First of all, our senior pastor's wife is, is listen. The wives are very special to us, so you need to clap very well. Yeah. Hallelujah. When you give us wahala, they are the people who cool us down. So you need to treat them with care. Amen. Of course, Reverend Dibodi and his wife, please put your hands together for them. And all the pastors, God bless you so much for the work you're doing here. Amen. I came with some people from the Kodesh. Can you give the church a wave? <laughs> My daughter just came back from school. She, she comes to the office before coming going home and then she saw me come and said she'll come with me so she also came she's standing there. <laughs> okay it's beautiful lift up your hands to the lord and let's just commit ourselves to god pray that god will touch you tonight and tomorrow night pray that you will not be the same again oh thank you lord jesus makataba shotabariande Lindere de Kusita Barianda Kora Bababa Sitalababo Shenda Bariande. Oh, yes, Lord, touch us, O oh God, with a fresh fire, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Rekindle the fire, O oh God. Mandala Babo Sita Baria Shikara Babonde. May Naro Sita Balababonde. Oh, 
Oh, yes, Lord. Oh. Refine as One desire is to be holy. choose to be holy set apart for you my master and I'm ready to do your will purify my heart make it your prayer Purify my heart, let it be as oh, and precious silver. Purify my heart, oh, let it be. One desire. My heart's one desire. Oh, is to be. Oh, holy. Set apart for you. Set apart for you, Lord. Oh, I choose to be. Make that choice tonight. Holy, set apart for you, my master. For you, my master. And I'm ready to do your will. 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 To do, ready to do your will. Oh, 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 oh. Ready to do your will. Father, we bless you tonight. We thank you for your presence here with us, O oh God. Tonight we sit at the feet. Of the refiner. Lord refine us with your fire. Take away the chaff. Lord fill us with fresh fire. That we will burn for you. We will do your will. Lord purify our hearts oh God. Make us holy. Oh yes. 
Purify our hearts and our minds, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. That our minds will be set on Thee. Holy Spirit, have your way tonight. Let your will be done in our lives, O God. We bless you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. And um, I'm excited to be here at this Fresh Fire Conference. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe that the theme is a very good theme. Spiritual mindedness. Is that it? It's too powerful. It's too powerful. I believe that God is going to help us to be spiritually minded. In Jesus' name. Please turn with me to Romans chapter 8. At least that's where the scripture is. So we go straight there. Amen. Amen. Romans chapter 8, I'm reading from verse 5. The Bible says that, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Verse 6 says that for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Amen. Now, I believe that the reason why we are looking at the mind and looking at the, the fact that we should have a spiritual mind is because the difference between a mature Christian and one who is a babe in Christ is in the way they think. That, that's, that's, that's the truth. You, you may not want to believe that, but that's it. You know? And so you can tell from the way people think, how they think, how they reason, you can tell that this person is a mature Christian or a baby Christian. When Paul was writing to the church in Corinth, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, the Bible says that in verse 1, he said, he said to them, he said, I, I could not write to you as unto spiritual people. Corinthians, is that it? Okay. And brethren, I could not speak as unto spiritual but as unto carnal even as unto babes in Christ Yehoah Paul was writing to the church and the first thing he said was listen I, I, I cannot write to you as spiritual people <laughs> he said verse 2 I have fed you with milk and not with meat for hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. Before you were not able, now you are still not able. Still. Mercy. Then in verse 3 says that, For ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as mere men? So, you can see from the way people behave. And the Bible says that to be 
spiritually minded is life and peace. To be carnally minded is death. So, people who are carnally minded or people whose thinking is like the natural man. You know, such people, you can't relate to them in a certain way. Because their level of reasoning and level of thinking is very low. So Paul said, I was writing to you, but I couldn't write to you as mature people. I was writing to you like some babes. But when you read his letter to the Hebrews, in Hebrews chapter 5 verse 11, the Bible says that, if you can put that scripture there, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing that you are dull of hearing. <laughs> That's how the kind of people are. They are dull of hearing. So, he said that for, for when for the time you ought to be teachers, there's a time that we're expecting that you will grow and mature and become a certain type of person. It says that you, you have need that we teach you again. We be the first principles of the oracles of God. There are some things we call them first principles. They are things that we are expecting that you will grow past that stage. When he started chapter 6 verse 1, he said, we, we have to grow past these stages. He said, for we could not give you strong meat. But we give you milk because you were babes, you were, you were children. It's a but strong meat. It belongs to them who by reason of use have their senses. You know, we are talking about the mind. The way the mind behaves. The way the mind thinks. The way the mind acts. That is what we are talking about. They have their senses exercised. And the thing that it helps them to do, it helps them to be able to differentiate between good and evil. The kind of people, and today you can just, you can just, let me, let me just, spiritual mindedness versus carnal mindedness. You can title my message that. The kind of people, they have not exercised their minds. In other words, it's like when a student goes to school and he doesn't learn. And he's not trying to solve questions and all that. He's not exercising his mind. So when they bring a question, the dull mind, he's confused. He, he looks at the question and he's like, what is this? But somebody who has been exercising his mind. When you bring any question, he just looks at the thing. So this one. This high is going to be. In the same way, we are also faced with the exam of life. As Christians. And so the way your mind works will show whether you have an excellent life or a life that is, I mean, like one man said, low down popcorn. (laughs) So it's very important that we understand this. Otherwise, we will live our lives not knowing how God wants us to live. And listen to me, beloved. The thing 
is between life and death. What we are dealing with, the way Paul puts the thing, we are talking about life and death. We are not joking. The way you think can lead to your death. <laughs> it's a life and death situation that we are talking about here. So ask the next person, how does your mind work? Huh? How is your mind working? <laughs> but the Bible says that there are some people who have set their minds on spiritual things. So when we say that you are spiritually minded, then you have set your mind on spiritual things. Your mind is not on earthly things. And that is what God is expecting of us. If we're going to become matured Christians and we're going to walk with God, we need to move away from a life where we think on just earthly things. Oh, I don't know whether I'm speaking to somebody here. Your mindset is the evidence of your spiritual condition. Yeah. If you want to know anybody's level of spirituality, just check the way he thinks. Because see, when we see the way you think, it will show us the level where you are. One of the things that you will see is that the mind has always been the place where the devil has been fighting us. When you read Romans chapter 7, I think verse 23 or so, Paul in writing, talking about how the devil is, is fighting us. He said, he said, but I see another law in my members. <laughs> in my members. That the members are the different parts of your body. And as a pastor in the church, you can see that there's a law operating in the church members. <laughs> he said, Worrying against the law of my mind. There's a way your mind is supposed to work, but there's another law that is fighting it. He said, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. The flesh that Paul was talking about is our human nature before we met Christ. The falling state of man before we met Christ is a state where we are held captive by the devil. So anybody who doesn't align himself, you see, when we talk about a mind, we are talking about a disposition, a, a kind of perspective that you have, a viewpoint. You know, so you need to align yourself your viewpoints like somebody your point of view must be your viewpoint you see your, your viewpoint must be aligned towards the spiritual if it is not now your mind will be controlled by the human nature which we have is already in us without the spirit is there and it will begin to control the way you think so Paul said that another law is fighting me. So he said, what can, can save me, oh wretched man that I am, who can deliver me from this body of sin? Something is holding on to our minds 
And we need to free ourselves from it so that God can use us and do great things with us. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 3, chapter 2, and verse 1. Look at it. Thank you, Spirit of the living God. Oh, we bless you, Lord. Hmm. He said, and you have seen quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Verse 2 says that, wherein in time past, ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worked in the children of disobedience. So there's a spirit that is at work. We need another spirit to fight it. Another spirit. Among whom also we all had our conversation in time past. In the last of our flesh. Look at that. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And were by nature the children of wrath even as others. So there was a desire of our flesh and a desire of our mind. That was just controlling us. So whatever we thought of, we just flowed with it. Whatever we felt like doing, we just flow with it. Because as a man thinking, so is he. Uh-huh. <laughs> so as you are thinking, that's how you become. And that's why you need to change the way you think. When our thinking becomes spiritual, it will control us and make us better people. Paul wrote and he said, for the weapons of our warfare, 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4. He said, they are not carnal. They are not carnal. They are not carnal things. We, we, should, we should have nothing to do with the carnal or the natural nature. He said, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself above the knowledge of Christ. Then he said, we should bring every thought to the obedience of Christ. You, you must get to a point where your thinking is aligned to the thinking of Christ. Otherwise, you will fail the exam of life. And many Christians are failing. Because our thinking is still the thinking of the world. And Paul is saying, if you are carnally minded, it means you are going to die. (laughs) No, we better see it that way. Otherwise, you will not see the need to change your thinking. The way you think will lead you to your death. Yeah. Yeah. Let me give you another scripture. In Ephesians chapter 4. And verse 17, he said, This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk. In the what? Vanity of their mind. There is a way that the Gentiles walk is vain. If you have become born again for a while and you, you, 
you meet somebody who is still not born again, you can see that mm, this person, the way they think, vanity. I mean, you wonder how their minds work. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes when I go on my old school platform, I don't know whether it happens to you. You see some people, they haven't changed. Nothing has happened to them. They are still fooling. Their way of thinking has not been affected in any way. And when you look at what is happening, especially if you used to be like them, and you see the way you have changed, when you read, you wonder that, hey, great change. But don't walk in that way again. It is a vain kind of lifestyle. Vanity of their minds. So Paul said, in verse 8, he said, having their understanding darkened. When you, you, you don't flow with the spirit, your understanding is dark. The way you see things is so dark, you don't see clearly. It's so difficult for you to understand things. Sometimes simple things you can understand. He said, being alienated from the life of God through ignorance. So, what is going to happen is that you are separated from the life of God. There's a life that you must enjoy. You never enjoy it because of the way your mind works. And I believe that this conference is curing people's minds. May your mind be cured by the time this conference is over. Anything that makes you think in a negative way, whatever has darkened your understanding, may it be taken away in Jesus' name. You shall not be alienated from the life of God. Through ignorance. Because of the blindness of their hearts. (laughs) It's amazing. Who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. I mean, what kind of lifestyle is that? You've given yourself over to all sorts of things. You find that your life is just controlled by something very bad. When you begin to think correctly, your way of doing things begin to change. May the Holy Ghost be able to affect our minds and change our thinking. Philippians 3, he said, verse 17, Brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them which walk so as ye have as as an example. For many walk of whom I have told you often, and now tell you, even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Just by the way you're thinking. Whose end is destruction? Whose God is their belly? (laughs) And whose glory is in their shame? Who mind earthly things? Once you begin to mind earthly things, Bible says your end is destruction. You'll be destroyed. We are supposed to begin to change our minds. That's what the Bible says. You are transformed by the renewing of your mind. As soon as your mind is renewed, 
everything else will begin to change about you. Yeah. You can see somebody. He is a very strong athletic man. He has muscles. He has everything. He can run 100 meters and even be first. But once his mind is not working well, all that is useless. And a lot of us, we have everything intact. Everything is okay about you. You will see this man who, I mean, if they haven't told you that the guy is not correct, you will not know. They'll go and put him there. Runners on your marks. He'll be there. Guess that? Go. When everybody's running, he will just stand there. <laughs> Whilst people are running. Because something is not working correctly. So you'll find that a lot of people, as we are moving, they are still standing there because the mind is not working well. Oh, but may your mind begin to work well. A spiritual mind is far better than a carnal mind. You need it. You need it. You need to begin to change the way you are thinking. So Paul started in Romans chapter 1, chapter 8 verse 1. He said, there is therefore now no condemnation. So anybody who has a spiritual mind, the first thing you need to understand is that such a person can never be condemned. There is therefore now no condemnation for them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Such a person cannot be condemned. Oh, I see the church. Our minds are changing and we are becoming spiritually minded in Jesus' name. When you have a carnal mind, you are always condemned. And the devil has a stronghold. He is able to attack you. He is able to condemn you. There are some people who have, they feel condemned all the time. Because the devil has found something to attack you. But when you are spiritually minded, there's no condemnation. He said, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. There are two laws that are operating in every Christian's life. One is the law of life in Christ Jesus. And there's the law of sin and death. These things want to operate. They can only get hold of you by the way you think. So you will find that the spiritually minded person The Bible says that the law of life in Christ Jesus, I thought the person would go to verse 2, is the thing that is controlling that person. So that person is always alive. He's full of life. If we are talking about fresh fire, we are talking about people who are full of life. When you come into contact with these people are on fire. When we come to the church, we must see people on fire full of life celebrating and rejoicing and serving God with life 
That is the kind of life God wants you to have. It's the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. I, I want that kind of life. The Zoe. The life of Christ. I want to live that kind of life. Oh yeah, it's a better life. It's a good life. It's a stronger life. It's a greater life. You must live that kind of life. It's the life that makes you live above the things of this world. It's a better life. In verse 4, the Bible says that, look at it, that the righteousness of the Lord might be fulfilled in us who walk not, once again, after the flesh, but after the spirit. There is another law, is the righteousness of the law. It can only be fulfilled in those who walk not after the flesh. You don't walk by the dictates of your flesh. The way you are feeling, the desires of your flesh, the desires of your mind, you just follow it like that. One man of God, he said, don't let your erection determine your direction. Your erection is determining your direction all the time. Your life cannot be led that way. Whatever your flesh fleas are doing, you come to church, it's asleep. Then <laughs> you sometimes I say that it is better to sleep in your house than to sleep in the church. And it's more comfortable. So you better stay at home and sleep. Yeah, it's more cozy. And when you come to church in, in, in the chair, it's not cozy, it's not good enough. If you just follow the details of your flesh, the devil controls you easily. Yeah. You feel like having sex, you have it. You feel like drinking, you drink. <laughs> you feel like fornicating, you fornicate. You feel like watching pornography, you watch it. You just follow the flesh. You are going to die. Yeah. I'm telling you. Many are dying in the church today. When I heard this, I said, no, I think this is a message we must be preaching in the church today. Because people are just doing what they just feel like doing. Bible says you'll be alienated from the life of God. There's a life of God you must enjoy. You will be cut off from it. Oh, but I came to deliver somebody from that kind of lifestyle. You will not be denied the life of God. It's a better life. It's a good life. So in verse 5, which we saw, he said that, for they that are after the flesh, do mind the things of the flesh. I don't know whether you have another version like Message Bible or New Living Translation, if you have that one. If you can give it to us. You see, because it says that those that put their minds on the things of the flesh, they, they, they follow the things of the flesh. How is your mind? He said, those who are dominated 
by the sinful nature think about sinful things. Yeah. It's a thinking. They are mind. You see, if you see somebody dominated by the way, they do things, everything, even in the addressing, you can see. Oh, yeah. You see a certain type of dressing. You will know by the way the person behaves, the way the person thinks. Because the Bible says that those who are dominated by the sinful nature, they think about sinful things. That's how their mind works. And those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit, it said they think about the things that please the Spirit. So you want to ask yourself that what I'm, the way I'm thinking, that is it the way, the thing that pleases the spirit, or it's rather pleasing to my flesh? Yeah, you can dress in a certain way and you feel very good in it, but is it the flesh that you are pleasing, or the spirit? <laughs> the church is very quiet. I, I, So then he explains to you in verse 6 that to be carnally minded, so letting your sinful nature control your mind, it leads to death. Because you don't know. And then letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Oh, how many want to enjoy life? How many want to have peace? May you be spiritually minded. Then he said in verse 7, verse 8, go back to King James. He said, he said, they are hostile to God. They never obey God. They, anybody who is carnally minded is always fighting with God. They cannot please God. It's the reason why we are fighting the way you are thinking. Because you will always be against God. And so there is no way, Paul, he said that the carnal mind cannot receive anything from God. The natural man. Because everything is spiritually designed. So you will not be able to get anything from God as you remain that way. That is why you must begin to align your thinking to that of the way that pleases God. Verse 9 I'm just going through this chapter because I believe that Paul just brought out the contrast. He said, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. He said, now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. None of his. It is in your own interest to let the spirit of Christ dominate you. Instead of the spirit of this world. And the spirit of this world is coming into the church strongly. We must fight it. And it begins first in the mind. If you can't fight it in your mind, you will not be able to overcome it. How is your mind working? There are a lot of people, they have filled their mind with kumkumbaja and other things that... That is how they think. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes, an Indian speaking key. <laughs> Verse 10, quickly. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. Hallelujah. Once the spirit of Christ is operating, the body is dead. Then he said in verse 11, he said, and if the spirit, what you don't know is that this spirit we are talking about is the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. No, you didn't hear me. The spirit we are talking about here that you must be mindful of is the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. So, anything that is dead in you can come alive when the spirit is at work in your life. May anything that is dead be quickened tonight in the name of Jesus. It shall quicken your mortal body. It shall quicken your prayer life. It shall quicken your witnessing. It shall quicken your outreach. It shall quicken your quiet time. It shall quicken your mortal body. We are not quickened in our bodies because the spirit of Christ is not at work. We have not allowed him to be in total control of our minds. So another spirit is operating. But when the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, when that spirit enters into you, when that spirit is at work in you, it will quicken your mortal body. You will struggle to serve God. Serving God will be a very difficult thing. It will be very boring to you. Because there's no life. There's no life. I, I enjoy serving God. I enjoy the life I have in God. I enjoy it. I enjoy it because the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free. And I'm just enjoying my walk with God. I enjoy it. It's a better way of living. Better. Verse 12, look at it. He said, therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. 13 says that he said, for if ye live after the flesh, you shall die. I don't know how many times you, we need to get this thing. If you don't get anything, get this one. If you live after the flesh, you will die. You will die. You are just on a journey to death. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Begin to have a new kind of life. He said, but if you through the spirit do mortify. You see, the thing about spiritually minded people is that they are able to mortify. Mortify means to kill. They are able to Kill the things of the flesh. But carnally minded people, they cannot. They just flow with it. They can't. So, ah, I feel like eating. 
They eat. I feel like sleeping. They sleep. They, they, they cannot mortify. They can't kill it. But spiritual people have killed. They have mortified it. They have killed it. Mortify it. In your body. In your mind, there are certain thoughts that we will not allow to operate. You, you cannot just be there and just be thinking. Leave your mind to go to waste. Bible says that get the loins of your mind. In other words, put something around it. That's why God has given us the helmet of salvation. To keep your mind so you don't allow unnecessary thoughts to come in. The devil is waiting to shoot things into your mind. Don't leave it. Keep it because that's, that's the stronghold. If you can overcome in the mind, you can overcome everywhere. Oh, Jesus. Then he said in verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. As many, what is leading you? What is leading you? Is it your flesh? You are going to choose a wife. Your flesh is leading you. You will die. So the girl, she has ties. You think marriage is by ties? She has hips. She has nice body. Yokohama ties. No, if you want to know whether you are carnally minded or you are spiritually minded. Check the things that lead you when you want to do something. When you are choosing a job, what directs you? Yeah. Yeah. One lady told me, she said, my office, my boss said that if I'm able to come to church on work on Sundays, he will triple my salary. So, what will begin to lead you now? You are a young lady. You are looking at car keys and you are looking at. <laughs> what is leading you? One lady said, I'm looking for a man six pack. Six pack. You, you will be you will be <laughs> you'll be disappointed. But recently I saw that they were selling some. You know, the ladies, they are very artificial, everything. You see them walking around, you will think, as you are following their breasts, you see that the breast is not the correct breast. They have arranged their breasts inside their breasts. Like that. So if that is what you are looking at, you will make a mistake. That is why these days they miss Ghana and things. They don't just look at the figure again. Now when they finish, they ask them a question. That you see that. A lady who has body, and when they ask one question, you say, no, the mind is not correct. Once the mind is not correct, the whole body is not correct. 
if you were made Miss Ghana, what will you do? Then he starts. Something's then you see straight away. Said, this one is not, it's not working. We cannot take this one to Miss World. Don't follow the breast. The breast will deceive you. When you arrive home in the night, you have married her. When she removes it, she will throw it down like this. We call it all fall down. All fall down. All fall down. One of our pastors, he said he was in his car. He saw a woman breastfeeding her baby. She actually threw the breast over her shoulder. And the baby was holding it at the back. What a breast. Passes, pass it under the armpit. That is what you are following. See their buttocks, they are moving. It's all things that they are packed there. Packed. You, you cannot be led by that. Start chatting with her. Hear the way she talks. Get to know the person. You will see that. Yeah, there's, there's something better than, than this one. Yeah. I'm talking to the young men who have not found yet and you are going to find. Are they here or they decided to go back? Don't just be led by flesh. <laughs> when I met my wife, as I was talking to her, one, two, I said, no. This lady is working. One or two questions, and I saw that Charlie. It was working. Are you when they ask you, you can't you don't even know what you are saying. Can't even quote a verse. Full of African proverbs. If you have a wife who is full of African proverbs, no verse. And went to Ojinaho. Abo mi bekawa ufrantuma. Abo ni dia nana nyamia no pran. You can have a woman who can quote scriptures to encourage you. A woman who can say some things to encourage you. Hey. Somebody who is spiritually minded. Hmm. Verse 15, I need to close. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage to fear. The thing about people who don't have spiritual mind is, is a fear all the time. A fear all the time. That's what the Bible says that God has not given us the spirit of fear but of love and of power and of a sound mind. It's a type of mind you have. It only comes from God. But those who don't have it, they are always afraid. But we who have the spirit, we are receive the spirit of adoption. There's a connection to the Father. It's a connection. 
Without it, you are not connected. You, you are disconnected totally. Then you begin to see his effect in your life. When the Bible says in verse 20, it says, Likewise, the spirit that we have in us, so that spirit, it helps our infirmities, our weakness. When we are weak, because of the way our mind works, this spirit is in total control of our lives. Helps us. In our, for we don't know what to pray for as we ought. He said, but the spirit himself, he make an intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Then he said, he that searches the hearts of all men, he said, he knoweth the mind of the spirit. The spirit has a mind. When you begin to know that mind, he said, then you make intercession according to the will of God. There is a way you pray, the way you think helps you to pray in a certain way. And it's directly connected to verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good. The people who think in that way, when you begin to pray according to the will of God, all things begin to work together for your good. You, you may not understand it. Today, I just came to take your mind off the canal way of thinking to turn your mind onto the spiritual way of thinking. You may wonder why things work for some people all the time. Because the way they think, it makes them do things in a certain way. All that Paul is talking about in this chapter is just two ways of life. One lives in this way. One lives this way. All because of the way they think. So even when they are praying, there's a way a carnal mind prays. There's, there are top, topics that they have. Some funny topics. <laughs> I mean to pray that let the will of God be done. No. That's not a prayer they will pray. You should hear their prayer. If you have a way of getting close to them. You will hear things. And you will hear a spiritually minded person also praying. See that there's a difference. Yeah. Then he said, for whom he did foreknow. He did predestinate to be conformed. To, you, you, you may not understand all these things, but the way you are thinking, you, you, you are you are being conformed. You are being shaped. You, you are changing. When they see you are becoming like Christ. Something is changing about you. Just by the way you are thinking. You are changing and you are becoming like Christ. Who was the firstborn? That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. That that firstborn there, that word there is prototype. Prototype. Anytime they are making, they are manufacturing cars, they always have one which they bring out, which is called the prototype. So let's say BMW, if they have a new 3 series, 
they will make the prototype and bring it out and show it to everybody that this is how the new BMW is going to look like. So God also made Jesus a prototype for all of us. And so anybody whose mind begins to work in a certain way, you are gradually conformed and you become just like Jesus. They work on you. All the cars that they will manufacture after that, they all must look like the prototype. The same. So there is a certain thinking that is put in everybody who is manufacturing. If it's a robot that they, they put a certain thinking there, the cars must come out this way. So God also has put a certain thinking that if we want to come out like Christ, we must all think that way. Once we think that way, we'll become. We'll become. We'll become. And all the blessings that come after that, I'm telling you, they will just flow in your life. You don't need to struggle for it. Verse 30 says that, look at it. He said, moreover, whom he did predestinate, he also called. And whom he called, he, he called, he also justified. And whom he justified, he glorified. A journey, you, be, you, you get on a journey. Life and peace. You are, you are just moving like that. Oh, you shall enjoy life and peace. From this conference, your life is changing. It's becoming a life of peace. A life full of life and peace. That is how your life is going to be. 31 says that. What then shall we say to these things? We quote these verses. We quote it for ourselves. It's not for you. It's for spiritually minded people. You think if you are thinking in a certain way, just oh, if God be for us, who can be against us? You you say that you will see something. But when you become spiritually minded, you can say confidently, if God be for us, who can be against us? I was telling Reverend when I sat in his office, I was telling him, I traveled recently to Gabon. I was just there at the airport. They had taken me and they had put me in the VIP lounge. I was just sitting there waiting. To board the plane because I got into Libreville and I was going to Port Chantel, which is another city. So I was waiting for the plane to board. They said, oh, I should be in a VIP. So I sat there. As I was sitting there, there was this man who was at the counter. I don't know whether he was a waiter or what. He just kept stealing glances at me. Then he would turn. Then he would just look at me. Then he turned. So I was just wondering, why was this guy looking at me that way? Then later I was there when our pastor came to call me that it's time for me to board. Everybody has boarded. They are waiting for me. I said, me. He said, yeah, you. I said, all right. And I moved. But when we were going, he said, before he came in, that man met him and spoke to him. And he said, do you know what the man said to me? I said, no. He said, the man said that there were so many people sitting around you. Me, I was the only person sitting there. He saw so many people sitting around me. Spiritual mindedness. If God be for you. I say if God be for you. If God be for you. Oh, may your way of thinking begin to change. 
I pray that tomorrow I can be able to take you into the way your thinking can change. 32, he said, look at it, I'm just enjoying it. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him? Freely. The spiritually minded people, they enjoy some free things. Oh, may you receive some free things. I said, may you receive some free things. It's time for you to enjoy some free things. In the name of Jesus. One time somebody was selling a laptop. Then I said, I want one. Some time back. And he said, oh, okay. This is how much it is. I said, okay, give it to me. Then after he gave it to me, he went back home. And his wife asked him. No, he was telling his wife, oh, today I, I showed one of the laptops. To those days I was a reverend. And the wife said, you said what? He said, oh, I sold. You said what? Call him now and tell him it's free. (laughs) Receive something free. Now, you you may not know life and peace. You will not know how it's going to happen. But as you just change your way of thinking, it will begin to operate in your own. You are enjoying life and peace. Life and peace. Life and peace. You will be a testimony. People will look at your life and see life and peace. Receive it in the name of Jesus. But you must walk it. 33 says, Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's... You cannot. Because there's a way they behave. There's a way they think. Bible says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. Untouchable. There is no, which law are you going to use against such a person? Because the way his mind works, you can't have anything against him. They wanted to find something against Daniel. They couldn't find anything. Because the guy was spiritually minded. The only way they could get him through is prayer and all. But they couldn't get him through any other way. Who can lay anything against you? Is it the devil? No. So he said in verse 34, Hey, who is he that is going to condemn you? Oh, Makatoba Shatabaya. It is Christ that died. Yea, rather, that is risen again. Who is even on the right side? He's making intercession for you. Who can lay anything against you? I see Christ fighting for you. I see Christ sitting on the right side of God and he's making intercession for you. There is no way you can fail. Who is it? Who can condemn you? No. No one. So he said in verse 35, look at it. Beautiful. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall it be tribulation? No. Your life is above tribulation. 
The way you think is about tribulation. Tribulation is not a problem for you. Tribulation rather is a stepping stone to higher blessings. I see you stepping on tribulation to a higher place. Because when you have tribulation, the way your mind will begin to work is count it all joy when you go through trials and temptations and tribulations. It's a for the trial of your faith, it worketh patience and let patience have an entire work in your life so that you'll be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Is it distress? Is it persecution? Is it famine? Because all these things, when they begin to come, what a spiritually minded person will say, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, it worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. That's how a spiritually minded person will think. His way of thinking is different. A carnally minded person will say, tribulation, distress, famine, I won't serve God again. I cannot serve God again. But not a spiritually minded person. He knows that these things rather they are for me. They are weak. It is wicked for you. It is not working against you. For your life. It is a light affliction. It's working for you. A far more exceeding. And eternal weight of glory. So he said. 36. Let me close. As it is written. For your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep. For the slaughter. 37, he says that, nay, in all these things, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. You are more than a conqueror. May your mindset begin to change from today. You are more than a conqueror. May that be the thing that dominates your mind, your thinking. That is how spiritually minded people think. They say that we are more than conquerors. It doesn't matter what happens. It said, what shall separate us from the love of God? Oh, verse 38, quickly. He said, I'm persuaded. Spiritually minded people are persuaded people. You, you, you cannot change them. They believe in something. Paul said, for I know whom I have believed. <laughs> That's the way the mind is working. He said, and I'm persuaded. That he is able to keep that which I commit unto him against that day. That's the way the person is thinking. You, you cannot move such a person. For I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Verse 39 says that. Nor height, nor death, nor any creature shall be able to separate us. From the love of God. Which is. Christ Jesus. Our Lord. Hallelujah. I see a new group of Christians in the church. Your mindset. 
the way of thinking has changed from tonight. It is changing. I see the spirit of God at work in you. Changing the way you think. Changing your mindset. Changing it. Today we need to bring every thought to the obedience of Christ. I don't know what thoughts are running through your mind. But wherever you are, lift up your voice and begin to pray. Bring every thought to the obedience of Christ. Declare that from today, I am going to be spiritually minded. I will not be earthly minded. I will not be carnally minded. But I'm going to be spiritually minded. Lift up your voice. Pray wherever you are. We are breaking that hold of the devil over our lives in the name of Jesus. Tonight marks the beginning of something new in your life. Something new is beginning in your life in the name of Jesus. We break that power of the devil in the name of Jesus. What shall separate us from the love of God? we are spiritually minded. Oh yes. Oh but they both shit up. Kalia Babala Lababa. Ayala Babo Sitabali. Ayala Babo de Presa Tabalia. Oh Le Pre Kesutabali. Sutabali. A new way of thinking. 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 I bring every thought to the obedience of Christ. I bring every thought to the obedience of Christ in the name of Jesus I crush that thought that fleshy thought in the name of Jesus for to be carnally minded is death but spiritually minded is life and peace oh Lord may I be spiritually minded may I be spiritually minded may I be spiritually minded in the name of Jesus take over my mind take over my spirit take over my soul Yes, 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 I realign. I realign my thinking to the thinking of Christ in the name of Jesus. my thinking. Not be a simple thinking in the name of Jesus, but oh God, may my mind be set on you. Yes, Lord, for if the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, he will quicken, 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 quicken your mortal body in the name of Jesus. Jesus, purge our minds, 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 purge our minds in the name of Jesus. Leproso Tapalia, Leproso Tapalia, hey, Leketoniana, Lepre, 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 Lepre,
Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Oh, may we be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Oh, yes, Lord.